Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Jones and Mako on WEEI. How excited are you for the draft? You got the third pick in the draft. <laughs> yeah. And now it's on your shoulders. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. What I will say is this. We're going to draft the best player for a position that is very important. You right. put the pieces together. Or <laughs> <laughs> Gerard Mayo. That was with Steve Burton right after he was introduced to the media. As head coach of the New England Patriots, that one seems like it rang a little more true. That was on like a Thursday, I think. The interview with Greg, burn some cash, spending money a thousand percent. That was on a Monday. So maybe he was still feeling high and mighty. Or maybe ownership just wasn't ready to rein him in yet. I have no idea. But those comments about quarterback, again, seem to ring pretty true. And some reporting coming into focus on that. I will get to it with your phone calls. Jones and Mego. No Arcan today. We have Ryan Garvin in for Arcan. People are calling him Arcant. Arcant. Arcant work. Uh, Arcant show up. I'm always here. Arcan work from home. <laughs> Arcan he, take just, days off. He's just choosing not to. Now, when work I take a week off, does, can we have Arcan come over here and try to figure out this side of the room too? <laughs> Please no. Well, that'd, be, come on, that'd be a lot of fun. He's a producer. So that would make sense. He's my intern. <laughs> And get him working. That's offensive to intern Jacob. <laughs> it really is. Who, who works, yes. It really is. Who shows up saying. when it doesn't snow. Who's get on you, Jacob. Who's put in more days in studio in 2024? Ready? Intern let's, Jacob? Let's all say it on the count of three. Or Ready? One, two, three. Intern, intern Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, yeah. No, He's crazy. here three days a week. Yeah, and when, when the, the ground's a little wet, he shows up. Uh, let's get to some phone calls here momentarily. 617-779-7937. And let's get into the latest on... The Patriots and their plans at quarterback. Uh, This is more from Karen Gregan. She said that Mayo told Mass Live he wasn't sure what would happen at the number three spot, whether making sure to land a quarterback there, the best player available, or trading out more assets. Whatever the case, Mayo said the Patriots need to have conviction in either making the pick or moving down the board. In other words, he and Wolf aren't going to take a quarterback just to take a quarterback. Quote, in my mind, the most important piece is the quarterback. He touches the ball on every single play on offense. He touches the ball, distributes the ball. You want that leadership. You want leadership from that spot. So to me, that's the number one thing. So despite saying they need conviction and they won't take one just to take one and the discussion about moving back, he says quarterback's the number one thing, which is similar to what he said to Steve Burton or hinted 
to Steve Burton back in you know the middle of January. Uh, more reporting here. Here's Jeff Howe from The Athletic. The Patriots really want to draft a quarterback with the number three pick. The front office wrapped up its pre-free agency meetings a week ago and seems to be on the same page that the best way to jumpstart this rebuild and yield long-term success is to find a young quarterback in the NFL draft to build around. According to several NFL executives unassociated with the Patriots, the top available QB prospects appear to align with top decision-maker Elliot Wolf's preferred quarterback traits. Good. What are those again? Toughness and leadership and like not necessarily arm strength and mobility. It's a little frustrated, but okay, good. These top quarterback prospects align with that. Uh, Jeff Howe continues, the Patriots will likely question Drake May at the Combine, a league source said, about why his stats dipped in his final year as North Carolina's starter when his completion percentage and touchdown numbers dropped while his interceptions increased. I have an answer for you. Offensive coordinator changed. He lost talent around him. Uh, and I've made this analogy before. I've done this a bunch. Josh Allen, his final year at Wyoming. Jordan Love, his final year at Utah State. Similar. Uh, similar questions about those guys. As for Jaden Daniels, a league source said New England and other teams will likely have questions for the Heisman Trophy winner about his transfer from Arizona State. That's a weird one. Why would people care about that? I feel like that is kind of an old school thing. Yeah, I mean, I ask. There's I, I guess transfers there's, all over the place. There's no harm in asking, right? But like... But is that even as is that even as a big of a red flag as Jalen Hurts from Alabama? Great, great point. I was going to say Burrow, Burrow transfer. Like, so who like, cares? It right. happens all the time. I mean, ask like why? Why weren't you comfortable there? Why'd you leave? I mean, it's fair to ask, but that is not like that's the leading concern. The way Hal writes it. Maybe they're just trying to come up with something. Maybe. <laughs> what's What's the real issue with this guy? I, this, uh... would, this would not be the order I would do. His transfer from Arizona State. They do want to grill him on the whiteboard to see how quickly he can memorize plays. That seems relevant. As the source said, the offense he ran at LSU wasn't as complex. They'll also be keen to see his weight, considering his slight frame. He hopes, hopes, to weigh in at 210 pounds or higher. So those, to me, feel like more relevant concerns. Any concerns on May and Daniels, or do you agree, I guess, with the concerns the Patriots seem to have on those two quarterbacks? I think that's fair. The For Daniels, the arm strength one is really big for me. That's the one that concerns me the most. I know everybody makes a big deal out of his thinness. And when you watch the highlights and you see a lot of them, if you turn on ESPN this week, they are, it is concerning. Like it's concerning when you go through the Taekwon Thornton process where he gets hit twice and he's out for four weeks at a time. I get that. But the bigger concern to me is, yeah, he can huck it down the field in college. Pretty much all these guys do that in college. Can he thread the windows? Does he? Can he have accuracy? At least can he hit guys yeah. at all three stages of it? I heard Gresham Fourier talking about this today. They were like, oh, well, Mac was throwing into open windows, which is a criticism I very much had of Mac, and is a fair criticism of Jaden Daniels. And by the way, Daniels also has awesome receivers, similar to Mac. Right. So I wouldn't phrase it as much as, as throwing to open guys. It's the lack of tight window throws would concern me a little bit with Jaden Daniels. And I think that was a concern with Mac. Like, what is his arm strength really is what that comes down to. So I think that's a valid criticism. Those guys seem to disagree. Uh, on the idea of passing on a quarterback at three or trading back, writes Jeff Howe, there's growing buzz around the league. The next tier of QBs could be gone by the time the Patriots pick at 34. Michigan's J.J. McCarthy seems to be generating momentum. I think Kuiper had him 12. Daniel Jeremiah had him eight. Uh, he seems to be gaining momentum as a first-round pick. Howe writes... Oregon's Bo Nix may not be far behind. Washington's Michael Penix might be the only second-tier QB entering Friday night on draft weekend. And if he's gone, who are you looking at? Spencer Rattler or someone like that? The Patriots have also explored their options on the free agent market, according to the source, which is set to include Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill, Joe Flacco, and Jacoby Brissett. 
Uh, I would add Gardner Minshew, who's not on his list. Uh, but they'd all come with high price tags or fair question marks about their future performance. That's why the Patriots' preference appears to be taking a quarterback at number three. Uh, we have another report, but thoughts on that, Mego? So that's the part that sticks with me at the end because we have another report that says, yes, they, it, the plan so far is to take a quarterback at three, sit him, or at least have the option of sitting him, and bring in one of the guys that you just mentioned, one of these vets. Bring him in. And he can be your little bridge and give you some flexibility, or maybe he'll be a happy backup if your rookie is that good and that ready to play. Um, But that's where it comes back to burn some cash for me. Because when Gerard Mayo said, we're going to burn some cash, do you think he was trying to get get fans hyped for... Probably. We're, We're spending a lot of money on Joe Flacco? Like, I oh, don't know. That's what I'm no. saying. That's why I think part of it might be walking back misspoke because now as the plan is developing, more money is going to go towards things that maybe you didn't anticipate being part of the plan. Now you have your whole staff in place. This is what your staff is saying. This is how the offense should be constructed. And if we're going for this kind of guy at three, we're not going to rush him because that's not the Green Bay Packer way. We're going to bring in a Joe Flacco or a Jacoby Brissett. And now you don't get one of these spicy receivers out there because, by the way, they might not even be available. But also, we got to throw all this money at Joe Flacco and you're going to look like a donkey ass. I don't think Flacco's going to cost a lot of money. sitting there and saying we're burning cash on Joe Flacco. I don't think Flacco's going to cost a lot of money. Or Minshew or Brissett. Like, I don't think those guys... Isn't that just what Jeff Howe wrote? No, he wrote it's they're either going to cost a lot of money or they're going to have significant questions. Uh, he wrote uh, they'll all come with high price tags or fair question marks about their future yeah. performance. Yeah, okay. So I guess Kirk Cousins would be more of the high price yes. tag. Yeah, and so I don't think those other guys are going to cost you a ton of money. Personally, uh, we'll find out. Uh, meanwhile, here's the other report Mego was just referencing. This is Mass Live. Mark Daniels and Chris Mason. I like the reporting of Chris Mason, Ryan. I don't know about you. I like his reporting. Uh, according to multiple sources, the Patriots are planning to draft a quarterback with the number Ryan three hates pick. It. He's not a fan. Not a fan. One NFL executive outside of New England relayed that it's widely expected in league circles that quarterbacks will be selected with the first three picks in April. Drafting a signal caller is only one step in the process. According to a source, the Patriots plan on signing a veteran free agent quarterback. The team is also in no rush to start a rookie immediately and can play that veteran if they think it would benefit the younger quarterback to sit for a year. So, you know my stance on this. I'm okay signing a veteran. Brissett, Minshew, Flacco, I'm okay with that. Do what you did with Mac in 2021. The best you ever got out of Mac is when he came in and competed with the corpse of Cam Newton who was just cooked and done and finished at that point. I don't think it was a hard competition to win, but Mac won it. It's the most you got out of Mac. He had to go in and compete for his job. And I would make this rookie do that. But I would hope to God that Jaden Daniels or Drake May, or even Caleb Williams if he falls to you, I would hope to God those guys can beat out Flacco, Minshew, or Brissett. So I I don't like the idea of certainly sitting the kid for a whole year I don't really even like the idea of sitting him for a month, but I guess I could be talked into that. Have them compete. And don't make your decision now. Have them compete and see how it looks. I'm totally fine with that. If they're truly doing the Packer way, and I know that they said that Elliot Wolf said that he's not totally against playing a quarterback in his first year. He did. But I just look at his track record, and if you're looking at what the Packers do, then you're not going to see that quarterback. He's going to be put on ice and developed or whatever well, behind the scenes. Yes and no. He was there in Cleveland when they played Baker Mayfield Almost right away. I know, but he probably looks back on that like that wasn't the right move. Was it not? Well, compared to the success that Green Bay has had. 
Okay, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Baker Mayfield had a really good rookie year. Let's let's yeah. see what Jordan Love turns into. But I, Baker Mayfield, I don't believe, started week one. But I, I want to say he was in there by week two or three. He was in there very quickly, uh, if memory serves. So it's not like he was calling the shots in Green Bay. They did not do that in Green Bay. Right, True. but he keeps holding that up, at he least does. from a personnel matter. But, but as, he, was, he was in Cleveland. That's how played, he wants to do it. They played Baker early. And I don't know, maybe it was a mistake, maybe it wasn't. Baker's not the level of quarterback that Aaron Rodgers is. I have no idea. Is Jordan Love better than Baker Mayfield? Like, he TBD? looks, he look, yeah, it's TBD. He looks like he's on that trajectory, but I don't know if I'm ready to say that quite yet. Baker Mayfield looked very good after his rookie year. He had the Browns winning playoff games, I think, in year three. So let's see what Jordan Love turns into. Uh, but I'm okay with them competing. Hash it out, figure it out. But. I don't know. Maybe I'm on a bit of an island with this one. Baker's third game, by the way. They started Tyrod Taylor the first two, and then Baker got some action in the third game where they won. Do you have the games in front of you? Uh, yes, I, I want to say he replaced. I want to say they benched Tyrod Taylor against the Jets like week you two. You would be correct. So they tied their whole, uh, season opener against the Steelers, and then they lost by three points to New Orleans. Okay. And then, yes, he. Uh, oh, wait. You said New Orleans. So yes. maybe. So I might be wrong. No, I, I remember Jets. Jets. That's week three. That's when he first. When got he first started. Oh, okay. Official NFL game. Week action. three. Okay, yes. fine. I would play them week one. If they're ready week three, they're ready week one to me, but fine. I can be talked into. He has to sit for a couple of games, and you're starting Joe Flacco for two games. I can be talked into that. I don't know if I'm talked into that. I'm more like he either sits and he's developed over a year, and you think he needs to get his sea legs in a real way. What difference is two weeks going to make unless you're absolutely thrust into that position the way that Justin Herbert was? Like, that I understand. That was not the plan that he was going to start playing at that point. But otherwise, what's going to be different from, you know, the second week in September versus the first week in October. Uh, no, I agree. I'm just saying I'd rather have him play as a rookie than not. And so I get what you're saying. Either lean fully in on resting him or not resting that him. That feels like a pointless compromise. Having him develop or not. No, I want him to play week one. Your rookie should play week one. Uh, let's play the second Orlovsky clip here first, Ryan. It's out of order for how I gave him to you. But let's play Orlovsky too because it ties into this very conversation about Drake May. Orlovsky says if you're going to wait a year or two for Drake May, he's all in. I mean, he is extremely athletic. Th yeah. This kid is a superstar athlete. I mean, if you look at the rushing yardage in the last two college football seasons compared to him and Caleb Williams, he's got a lot more. So, I mean, the athleticism is off the charts. I don't disagree with the erraticism. Now, I would absolutely take Drake May in the first round. This is what needs to happen with Drake May, okay, everybody? Drake May needs to be Jordan Love. Drake May needs us? to be on the Jordan Love plan. He's Green a, Bay was he's fantastic. A housewife. I remember really being is. here with you yep. and sitting there saying, man, Jordan Love has got the most wild throws of anybody in that draft class. I feel that way about Drake May. Okay. So Orlovsky's yelling at Andy Cohen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's clapping for. This is what needs to happen with Drake May. Okay, everybody. <laughs> he's just one. You know. Let me give myself a round of applause, everybody. One everybody. too many Sauvignon Blancs. He's clapping. He's clapping in another housewife's face. This is what needs to happen with Drake May. Okay, everybody. <laughs> so I, I, I'm not sitting Drake May for a year or two. I'm not doing that. If you're drafting him at three, he better play. That's how I feel. Drake May feels like somebody who should play. In his first year, because one of the things about him is that he played so much in college and he supposedly transformed that UNC program. That's the stuff that's supposed to be in his pros list. Well, what I had Ryan trim out, but what Orlovsky goes on to say, and tell me if this sounds familiar, his feet are a mess. Oh, oh, hey, I've heard him say that before. Uh, not just hey. Big, hey. Yeah, big, hey. big foot guy. Okay. Orlovsky. As, as somebody whose feet are also a mess, let's not judge. 
So he goes on to say that May needs a year to work on his feet. May needs a year to work on his feet. <laughs> is this going to be a situation where Alex Van Pelt doesn't let him touch the ball for a year? I, He's like, you get those feet right. I don't know. You get those hooves going over there. People didn't think Straub was ready. Drake May needs to be Jordan Love. He but was, did they say that about his feet? Because now I feel like I have PTSD from Max Footwork. I, trust me, there's a reason I had Ryan trim that part out. I like Drake May. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Uh, let me hear Orlovsky on Jaden Daniels, who he does not have going three. He does not have going two. He has going number one. I have not thought that Caleb Williams was a lock at number one because I thought Drake May would be the guy. I was wrong in that. Jaden Daniels should be the guy. If I were the Chicago Bears right now, I would take Jaden Daniels out of LSU. That is not a knock on Caleb Williams. That is a plus in Jaden Daniels. I think number one, when you watch all these guys play, the best thrower, the best guy against man coverage, ball placement-wise, is Jaden Daniels. Number two, when we're talking about explosive play, like guys who have to throw the ball downfield, what does it look like? Jaden Daniels throws the ball best downfield. And then number three, who's got the best pocket piece? When I say piece, it's P-E-A-C-E. All these guys are athletic. It's no longer like this plus. Every one of these guys has that attribute. The patience and the peace within the pocket, he's the best at. Um, Candidly, I think when it comes to what guy had the best game, none of these guys' games compared to Jaden Daniels against Florida. If you just watch that player versus the University of Florida, you would go, that's the best player in college football, and he's going to be the guy that transfers the best into the NFL. Caleb Williams is fantastic. I think Jaden Daniels is better. So Orlovsky loves him. He compared him to C.J. Stroud as a thrower. And so... You know, look, I, I fell in love with Jaden Daniels against Ole Miss. He loves his pocket piece. He's got the best pocket piece. Maybe I got to go watch the Florida game. And then, you know, we'll, no, see, no, 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 we'll, see what I, we'll see what I do with my pocket piece after I watch those highlights. Oh. But I, I have Jaden Daniels number three. That's is what the I have. mistake that people made with no, Zach Wilson, though. No, it's not. Yeah, you look at, like, one game, one pro day, and you go, wow, no, if that guy reaches those heights. Of course, I know I'm saying that's what Orlowski is saying, though. Like, hey, if you want to take a look at this guy's high highs, I know, but there's something look to be at said, the Florida game. There's something to be said for ceiling. There's something to be said for ceiling. This is what this guy is capable of yeah, when Gronk everything's said going right. The ceiling is closed. It's true. Well, then I think the ceiling is is closed. I still have Jaden Daniels number three. I'm not going to be swayed by Orlovsky uh, talking him up on get up this Especially morning. Especially when he's not coming on our show at this point of the year. But that's interesting to hear. It's like, hey, Jade, if you were hoping to get Jaden Daniels at three, Orlovsky thinks he could go one. So if you've talked yourself into him, or like maybe now we understand why Bill is so high on Jaden Daniels. Like, oh, everybody thinks he's going to go one. Bill's going to hop on that bandwagon and be like, I loved him all along. Sure. Some of us verbalized that in September, Bill. Uh, 617-779-7937. Go to Barry in New Bedford. Go ahead, Barry. Hey, guys. Um, if we look at these quarterbacks, first off, Mego, I, uh, May and Howell are similar in North Carolina. Same type of year one, year two of starters. The numbers went down. Um, if we look at these quarterbacks, Ellie Wolf talks about toughness and all these other things. The guy he's talking about is J.J. McCarthy. He's not talking about Drake May. And if you look at McCarthy at Michigan, he played in a tight end running back offense, but he was one of the best third-down throwers in football, and he's a winner. And to me, that fits what Wolf's looking for more than Drake May. Well, no offense. I mean, I'm not saying he's a stiff. He does have the arm talent. But there's some questions here with these Southern quarterbacks. Okay, I just I, I don't I don't care about that. There's questions with Southern quarterbacks. What does that mean? Quarterbacks who played in the SEC. Joe Burrow's awesome. So what does that mean? So like I just disagree with that. And Jaden Daniels is not. I'm sorry. Drake May is from where again? We just talked about this. Charlotte, North Carolina. So, Come on and raise up. So, take well, your shirt off. Boston's- 
Spin it around your head like a helicopter. So where? Like, do I have to look at where all the best quarterbacks in the NFL are from? Do I have to do that? Does he mean SEC? Does he mean eight? What does he mean? So I'll, I'll go through and I'll look that up, I guess, if I have to. Um, I don't care that a quarterback's tough. I mean, I, I want that somewhere along the lines. And, like, Mac was way too soft. So, like, I, I guess I want that. But that is not the number one trait. Like, he just, he just you know, yada yada past arm strength and athleticism and went right to toughness. And if that's what Elliot Wolf and Alex Van Pelt and Gerard Mayo and, let me add, Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, Robin, Robin Blazer, Blazer, if that's what they're valuing, then I just, I think they're wrong. And we'll see who's right. But I, I think that's wrong. And I would not want to trade from three to, say, six or three to eight or three to 11 or 13 you know, with the Giants, Falcons, Vikings, Raiders, whatever order those teams are in, I'm not trading back to take J.J. McCarthy. I'm not doing that. There's Because something... he's tough? That's stupid. No, no, no. I, I think that's stupid, too. But there is something interesting about, okay, he played in this system that was tight end and running back dependent. However, those are the exact reasons why I'm not sure that he is that good of a quarterback. Like, because he played in that kind of system. I, I watched plenty of J.J. I probably watched J.J. McCarthy. I watched a lot of J.J. McCarthy, and I was pretty coming out of it going like it there's a lot of other people doing the work i probably watched him more than any of these other top quarterbacks quote unquote right like Penix and Knicks, i actually probably watched the most but if mccarthy's now just outside the group of the top three i probably watched him more than i watched williams i definitely watched him more than i watched may i probably watched him more than i watched Jaden daniels so i mean there was one time i was impressed with jj mccarthy and you know the game it was the semifinal against alabama it's the one time i was impressed watching him other than that I just thought he was, you know, um, Greg McElroy at Alabama or like just a passenger, right. a sidecar. Exactly. Is what I uh, well, and it's totally possible, I'll say, that he's way better than that and he's better than the top three. But I can't say that I know that because of the kind of system he played in and who was around him. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, J.J. McCarthy is actually better than Drake May. He actually should be up there with Jaden Daniels. I, don't, I can't take that away from what he did at Michigan. Is Tyler, Texas pretty far south? What is Tyler, that? Texas? Is that like a Dallas suburb? Texas isn't really southern. Texan is Texan. Okay. It's like its but own is it pretty far south? region. It's pretty far south, I would right? say so. Okay. Why? It's where Patrick Mahomes is from. He's pretty Oh. Good. But Texas is a whole other thing. So that's not, that's not southern I enough? Wouldn't, I wouldn't Almost say... Almost the Mexican border isn't southern enough? It's like southeast of No, Dallas. yeah. Texas and North Carolina are as different as Boston and Ohio. Okay. I'm going to keep picking apart this southern quarterback argument. Uh, 617-779-7937. Uh, when are some of these Boris free agents going to sign? We can get to that. With all your Patriots phone calls, we'll also revisit why Bill Belichick all of a sudden is declaring via some reporter I've never heard of that he loves Jaden Daniels. Let's circle back to that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.